Isaiah 9, 2 through 7. The people who walked in darkness have seen a great light. Those who lived in a land of deep darkness, on them light has shined. You have multiplied the nation. You have increased its joy. They rejoice before you as with joy at the harvest, as people exult when dividing plunder. For the yoke of the burden and the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor you have broken as on the day of the Midian. For all the boots and the tramping warriors and all the garments rolled in blood shall be turned as fuel for the fire. For a child has been born for us, a son given to us. Authority rests upon his shoulders, and he is named Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace, his authority shall grow continually. And there shall be endless peace for the throne of David and his kingdom. He will establish and uphold it with justice and with righteousness. For this time onward and forevermore. And zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. This night, this night is a night to remember. A night when home broke in on us. A night when they're not forgotten or alone or abandoned. This night, this night is when here and there became one. When past and future combined in a breathless present. This is a night when we are home, in ourselves, in this family, in the God who loved us enough to walk beside us. We gather in the light to proclaim the night. We shrug off despair and embrace hope. We set aside conflict and choose peace. We push away despair by claiming joy. We overcome hate by rising into love. Because the night we know, even in the shadows of our doubts, we know that we are loved. That's what it means to be home. We light these candles, hoping to become the light, hoping to radiate light by how we live. We light these candles to create a space called home in this place, in our place, in our inner places. We light these candles to declare that unto us a Savior is born, who is Christ the Lord, welcomed home by angels, singing and shepherds kneeling, welcomed home by those like us who have worshipped for thousands of years, welcomed home again tonight, right here, right now in us. It's time to be home. Readers did a great job. Uh, I want to let you know this bulletin today. Um, the bulletin covers are given today in the glory of God and in loving memory of Charlie Nell and Robert G. Johnson by their family. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Loving God, um, it's, a busy, it's a busy time of year, and I pray right now that you will help us calm our hearts and our minds this Christmas Eve and help us focus on you. Uh, help us to worship with our whole heart. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. What would Christmas be without singing? So I want to ask you to stand and sing out as we sing two of our favorite Christmas carols. Angels we have heard on high and O Little Town of Bethlehem.
Thank you. Please be seated. In a moment, we're going to be receiving our offering, and I want to just give you a couple of words of instructions because there are uh, a couple of different ways that you can give. You can always give by the plate coming by, of course, but if you're not prepared to do that, I want to remind you that you can give with our church app. You can give by going to our church website. I text to give a number of ways that you can give to support your church and the ministries of this church. In addition to the ministries of our church, one of the things that we do every year at Christmas is take up a white, what we call the white Christmas offering, and that is for our children's home. It's called Embrace Alabama Kids. It used to just be called the United Methodist Children's Home, but Embrace Alabama Kids, I think, is a, was a wonderful name. It's the same great cause. And, and all of the gifts that you give toward the White Christmas will go support our children's home to give homes to children around the state. Um, any gift that you give during the offering, uh, it's our tradition to receive an offering, a communion offering. Later on, we're going to be taking Holy Communion. And if you leave that on the altar or if you designate that as the plate comes by, all of that goes to our local benevolence fund. We get calls every day, several calls a day sometimes, about people, with people wanting help. And that's what that communion offering will go for. Uh, let us pray and prepare our hearts to give to the Lord. God, you have given so much to us, and at Christmas we celebrate the greatest gift of the year, 
the greatest gift of all time, the gift of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, whose birth we celebrate today. Give us generous hearts today as we give to support the ministries of this church and as we give to, to help people uh, around the state and around the world. And we ask all this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Are you glad you came yet? <laughs> Isn't that awesome? I just love it. Our scripture tonight is a very familiar scripture to us. It's Luke chapter 2, verses 1 through 20. Luke, the second chapter, verses 1 through 20. In those days, a decree went out from Emperor Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration and was taken while Quirinius was governor of Syria. All went to their own towns to be registered. Joseph also went from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to the city of David called Bethlehem because he was descended from the house and family of David. He went to be registered with Mary, to whom he was engaged, and who was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for her to be delivered, to, for her to deliver her child. And she gave birth to her firstborn son, and wrapped him in bands of cloth, and laid him in a manger, because there was no place for them in the inn. In that region there were shepherds living in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. Then an angel of the Lord stood before them, and the glory of the Lord shone before them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid, for see, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all people. For to you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. This will be a sign for you. You will find the child wrapped in bands of cloth and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those whom he favors. When the angel had left them and had gone into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, Let us go now to Bethlehem and see this thing which has taken place, which the Lord made known to us. So they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the child lying in the manger. When they saw this, they made known what was told to them by the, by this child, about this child, and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured all these things and pondered them in her heart. The shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all that they had seen as it had been told them. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Okay, I want to give you a test, and I, I want to see how well you know your, your Christmas songs. And so you're going to help me sing today, all right? Because I don't want to be the only one singing. I'm going to sing the first part of a song, and then I want you to sing the next phrase, all right? Don't look scared. It'll be all right, I promise. You better watch out. You better not cry. You better not pout. I'm telling you why. Every single one of y'all knew that, didn't you? Yes. I, yeah, you could just go on. I could sing the whole thing too. And, and probably uh, some that would be really inappropriate for church. But, um, you know, jingle bells, Batman smells and all of that. Yeah. Well, oh yeah. Yeah, who's that? Is that Michael McKibben over there? Yeah. Have you ever thought about that, though? You better watch out because Santa Claus is coming down. We've told our kids that, um, you know, growing up. But you better watch out, I think, is pretty good advice for not just for Santa Claus coming to town, but for the person whose birth we celebrate. I think we better watch out or we will miss something about Christmas without even knowing it. We start looking at Christmas in Luke chapter 2 and... I hope that you heard that. Maybe you heard it a hundred times, but maybe you heard it maybe in a different way today. I wanted you to think about a young couple and traveling about 85 miles on foot and by donkey. And I want you ladies to imagine if you've had kids, imagine tra traveling when you're nine months pregnant, not in a minivan or an SUV, but on foot and by donkey camping out along the way to a busy and bustling town called Bethlehem. 
and it was busy and bustling. All the ends were filled up, and it was time for her to be delivered. You remember the story. And they went to the inn, and there was no room for them in the inn. And everybody thinks, oh, man, that mean old innkeeper. But I kind of think the innkeeper did the best he could because the innkeeper said, or maybe, maybe the innkeeper's wife was elbowing him and saying, honey, they can, they can go into the stable and, and use the manger. And so that's where they went. So the, the point, the, the, what I'm trying to say is, I know things get crowded sometimes, like they were in Bethlehem. And I know that there's a chance that we don't make room for what we really need to make room for. And so first thing I want to say is we better watch out or Christmas will get right by us and we will find that we have not made room for Christ. So are we making room for the Christ of Christmas this year? I know lots of things are going on in your life. I know that you're busy. I know that your calendar may be full. But is it too full? Is there any room for the Christ of Christmas? We better watch out. We better watch out. Um, how many of you have a garage um, or an outbuilding or something like that? We have a, a garage, and you're supposed to be able to fit two cars in there. You know how many cars you can fit in my garage? Zero. <laughs> you know why? We got junk in there. We got stuff in there. I want to say junk. Stuff. We got stuff in there. And some of it's good stuff. Some of it probably needs to be thrown out or given away. It's, it's, it's full of stuff to the point that we can't use the garage for what it's supposed to be used for. Now, I will take my share of the blame for the stuff because I tend to be a pack rat. Uh, and I'll give you just an example. And one day uh, I was boiling something in an old pot. And I'm talking about like ancient old and Tammy said, what is that old pot? And I said, well, I, it's, it's my grandmother's. And she says, it's, it's just worn out. It's, it's awful looking. Why don't you just throw it away? I can't throw it away. And she said, yes, you can. And so she got it and she threw it away. And I went and snuck and got it. And I hid it in the garage. And I don't know, it may still be out there. I used it, Pastor Andy, I used to use it to, to burn the palm leaves to make the ashes for Ash Wednesday. But I couldn't throw it out. You know, I might need it someday. But junk, um, I don't know where I get that from. Maybe it's from my grandmother that lived through the Depression that didn't throw anything out. So in addition to the junk in the garage, I've got junk in the closets. I've got junk in the attic. I've got junk here and there and everywhere. And I've got junk drawers. I've got junk everywhere. Sometimes my life gets like that too. It gets so full of stuff that the real important stuff doesn't have room. So my garage that was meant to have one purpose can't fulfill the purpose because it's just too crowded. So we'd better watch out, hadn't we? Or our Christmas is going to get so crowded with other things that we won't have room we another thing is we better watch out or we'll let Christmas get by without opening the gift of peace verses 13 and 14 I just read a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel and they said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests peace on earth peace on earth I know that sounds sort of like um, a beauty pageant where the host says, and Miss Rhode Island, if you could only have one thing, what would you wish for? And she says, world peace, you know. But I'm not talking about just uh, a cheesy all-around wish. I really do pray for peace. And I'm not just talking about uh, lack of, of war and conflict, but I pray for, for peace in, in hearts and peace in, in families. And I pray for, and I know this sounds kind of mystical and everything, but for inner peace. That's what I really want. And that's what I really pray for because 
I'm not just talking about wars, and I wish I could just end that because I don't want any moms and dads to have to look at an empty chair around their table because their son or their daughter is off in an armed conflict somewhere or, or has been, God forbid, been lost in a conflict or a terrorist act. I don't want that to happen to anybody. So I pray for peace like that. But I pray for the peace for those who are filled with rage. And you know what I'm talking about, filled with rage. I pray for peace for those who are filled with anxiety to the point that they can't have any rest. They can't sleep at night. I pray for those who are, are just jumping from one relationship to another because they, they don't know what it's like to feel loved and accepted. I pray for inner peace for that workaholic who doesn't know how to take a day off because that's what his life has become, just a treadmill. I pray for inner peace for those who chase after every kind of self-help guru and every trend that comes along trying to find that one thing, peace. The gift that the angels proclaimed was peace for the world. Only God can give that kind of peace. God came to reconcile us through Christ our Lord to each other and to himself. We better watch out or we miss it. And finally, we better watch out or this year we'll miss the gift of wonder. All who heard the story, all who heard the story of the shepherds were amazed and filled with awe, filled with awe. Christmas is a time of wonder and our children help us with that a lot. I remember our, our, we, we used to take the kids every year in, on Christmas Eve, every year on Christmas Eve, riding around looking at Christmas lights. Does anybody else take the kids riding around looking at Christmas lights, trying to get them just just worn down just a little bit, just unhyped just a little bit, but looking at the Christmas lights. We have beautiful Christmas lights around here up on Nakalula and down by uh, the campground down by the, the river and all kinds of different, we used to go and I would be the one driving the old green minivan and uh, the kids would be fussing five, maybe they'd had too much Christmas cookies or whatever, and they'd be looking and saying, ooh, look, Daddy, ooh, look, wow, look at the lights. And I would be like, yeah, yeah, we gotta get back, you know? You know what I was doing? I was missing the gift of wonder, the gift of awe. I was missing it. And we better watch out or we will miss it too. That's why Jesus said, unless we become like little children, we can't enter the kingdom of God. Has anybody ever heard, I know we've got some Disney people in this crowd. Has anybody ever heard of a person named Diane Disney Miller? Well, she died a few years ago, but she was the daughter of, guess who? Walt Disney, right? Born in 1933, Diane was four years old uh, when Walt Disney Studios premiered their first full-length animated film, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. And as you know, it was wildly successful beyond anybody's dreams, partly because we were in a Great Depression and, um, and people just needed something to take their mind off of that. And for a long time, and maybe even today, Walt Disney was the most famous man in America. But to his daughter, Diane, he was just daddy. And she didn't really realize um, that when he got out and went to work every day and came home every night, what he was actually doing, she didn't realize who her daddy was until the first day of first grade when the teacher was calling roll and the teacher got down to Diane's name and she said, Diane Disney. And Diane very shyly said, present. And the teacher said, wait, what, Disney? What is, what is your dad's name? And she said, Walter. And the teacher's eyes got big and she said, your dad is Walt Disney? And all of the kids started going berserk and they just mobbed her and said, your dad is Walt Disney, your dad is Walt Disney. And Diane went home in tears. And when her dad got home, she was sitting in a chair uh, waiting for him. And he got home and she grabbed a hold of his legs and said, Daddy, why didn't you tell me you were Walt Disney? 
And she said for days that she, she just walked around in a state of shock and awe at who her dad was. I want to ask you something tonight. Do you know who your heavenly father is? Do you know how much he loves you? Don't let Christmas go by. Watch out. Don't let Christmas get by without the gift of awe. Awe at all of this. At all of it. Because God has given the best God has to give. The indescribable gift of Jesus Christ. And if we don't watch out. If we don't watch out. We will miss the real gift of Christmas this year. Because. Well just because we just don't have room for it. Or maybe because we haven't really received a gift of God's peace. Or because we've lost the capacity to wonder. I, be honest with you, I've had Christmases where I have missed that. I don't want to miss this one. I don't want to miss any more. How about you? Let us pray. God, thank you so much for the indescribable gift of your son, Jesus Christ. Help us to watch out lest we miss the real reason for this season. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you would, follow along in your bulletin as we prepare our hearts for communion. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful, Merciful God, God, we confess, we confess that, that we have not loved you with our whole heart. heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors. We have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience through Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. On the night in which Jesus gave himself up for us, he took the bread and he blessed it and he broke it. And he said, take and eat. This is my body which is broken for you. Likewise, after supper, he took the cup. Again, he returned thanks to the Father. And he told his disciples, take and drink all of this. For this is the blood of the new covenant which is poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Drink this as often as you do it in remembrance of me. Let us pray. Gracious God, we give you thanks for the gift of your body broken for us, the gift of your blood shed for us. And as we bow before you, we realize how unworthy we are to come to your table, and yet you invite us out of your great love and your mercy. Now we pray that you would pour out your spirit on us gathered here out of love for you. Pour out your spirit on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ as we are for the world, the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit, make us one with each other and one with you and one in service to all the world until you come again, O Lord, and we feast at your heavenly banquet. We feast at this earthly banquet, and we say, thanks be to God. In Jesus Christ's name we pray. Amen. I want to, to just give you a couple of words of instruction, because we're, we're doing uh, communion a little bit differently than, than we do it at other times of the year. We're going to have four stations uh, up front. 
And we will we'll let the folks on the sides uh, come first. And I ask that you, you come around by uh, the outside wall and come to your station. These two diagonal rows are going to be the exit rows uh, to go back to your pews. And after both sides have been served, we will start from the back and we will serve um, the congregation this way. And you on these two middle rows will come down the center aisle. And again, the diagonal rows going back will be the rows you exit through to get back to your seats that way. You'll be given uh, one plastic cup with a wafer in there, a communion wafer in there. You'll be given another plastic cup with um, the communion juice. And then you can, um, you can put your cups on the altar rail. You can put your, all, uh, your off communion offering on the altar rail if you'd like to. Um, and then take your seat again. Um, so if, if our uh, servers can come forward, we're gonna prepare for serving. Take time to be holy. And now won't you come as the ushers direct you.
got a chance to be served. So you went in and just be served at your feet. Thank you. I want to say thank you to the servers. I want to thank you for coming here tonight. And if you are, if you're visiting with us for the first time, I want you to know we don't always have live camels and sheep and donkeys, but tonight we do. <laughs> so make sure that when you depart, um, you check out our live nativity scene, which will be on the corner of Fifth and Chestnut over here. Um, and just a word about how we're going to close our service. It's always special for Christmas Eve to, to have our candlelight service. We're going to have um, our acolytes come help us. They're going to light their candles, and they're going to go down and place themselves from the pews. If you're kind of on the end of the pew and you can get to the candle first, here's how we light the candles. If, let's say, Pastor Andy's candle is, is lit, he's not going to, I'm going to turn mine sideways and light his and then the person next to me turns theirs sideways, and that way we don't, we don't less chance of dripping wax everywhere. We're gonna sing Silent Night, we're gonna dim the lights and sing Silent Night, and then on the last verse, we're going to open the doors, and we're going to take our light outside uh, to the world. As soon as you get out the door, blow, um, blow your candle out, don't hug anybody with a live flame, <laughs> please. We do have some doctors in the house, but we don't want to have to use them. No, um, this, is, this is such a special, such a special, special um, ending to in a part of our Christmas, and I'm glad you're here to, to join us. Will you stand now as we um, sing Silent Night? It, the words are printed on the back of your bulletin. <laughs> 